The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5. As I said to you all, we get a very interesting interview at this point in time. We're discussing at this moving forward the unspoken threat violence against men. We know that in November, uh, Freedom 106.5 is focusing a lot on men and some of the issues confronting them. Joining us to speak on this, this very interesting topic is a gentleman who is described as a defense tactics professional. And that is Mashama. Good morning to you. Good nice. morning, Satish. Good morning, Trinidad and Tobago. Nice to have you with us here this morning. It's a topic that we don't necessarily speak enough about. Mm. Some people <laughs> don't understand it. Some people think, well, some people say, well, they're very dismissive and say, what are you talking about? I don't understand what you mean um, when it comes to violence against men. How women, how, how could women be violent against men? Um, but it happens. It does. And it's a very real thing. There are, there are cases where, where men have been suicidal because they don't think that they have anybody to reach out to. Society um, um, describes men as being... Um, when it comes physical, bigger, and all these kinds of things, and sometimes people don't take it seriously. We have a whole story in the newspaper today about some of the facilities available to men in some of these situations. But before we get into all of those things, let me allow you the opportunity to familiarize the listener with you. Tell us a bit about yourself and some of the things that you're involved in. Uh, well, um, again, Oliam Masham is the name, otherwise known as Professor O. Um, I have been involved in, as, as pe most people know me, for defensive tactics and stuff like that. But I also do a lot of work as it relates to a program that I have called Safer, Stronger, Together, which really started off, most people, when they hear it, because of the tagline to the end stressing on her, most people tend to believe that it was a program designed only to deal with women. But the concept behind the program was really, as we refer to Trinidad and Tobago as Mother Trinidad or we refer to our country as, as, as in the female energy. It really deals with how can we put things and programs and in place to heal and to really make us better and really bring both the men, bring the bring women together, integrate other persons that we'll have in the country, external that has moved to our country and stuff. It's really bringing together and how can we come together and now make Trinidad and Tobago better, make it stronger. And also by educating and, and empowering both men, both women, to be better persons, to understand the issues that we do have on both sides of the fence and get an understanding of each other from that way. Mm. You know, so some of the, one of the things we did was last year, during um, November, we ran a, a, a program dealing with domestic violence, but focusing on men. And we invited a lot of women onto the program. It was done online. And the feedback was really, really um well, it, it, it was taken well by the persons that, that joined and came on. I had a lot of female NGOs that came on, and we had some really good discussions. Till some of the females up to today, when they heard I was coming back to deal with this, you know, they were messaging and saying, hey, you know, we're really glad that we're getting this, the word out there because we understood a little more what... We had a few men who came on and shared their story about what they went through in domestic violence situations, including myself which most people would think, oh, he's a black belt, he's a nine-degree black belt, he's a this, he's a that. But I was able to... The intention was not to share that time, but the way it was going, I ended up sharing my story and what I went through in, in some cases to, to really show the world that, men, we are vulnerable, we, we go through a lot every day. 
and how could we really start the process of healing? You know, these discussions usually, when you speak about domestic violence, they're lopsided. Yeah. Because we don't, I, I think, deal with the act of violence. Yeah. But we deal with who the victim is. Is, yeah. And, and that skews the discussion because violence is violence. Domestic violence is domestic <laughs> violence regardless of who is perpetrated against. Yeah. But there are some people who don't think that men are victims at all. Uh, and I don't know if that's something that you've come across. Yes, it is. And I mean, that's why now you would see that this, the, the term is being used now, intimate partner violence instead of the domestic violence part, part of it alone. But the next part that most people are not aware of is that people think when they hear intimate partner violence, they refer to just the physical violence, not understanding that under the remit of intimate partner violence, we have financial violence, we have mental violence, we have all these different things that fall under the capacity where it's not always just about the physical violence, but it goes back to the fact, like for instance, in my scenario, I remember when it was happening, um, it was physical in my case, and I was literally being taunted to hit my back because of the fact of they know they knew who I, I am and what I am known for. You know, I mean, I, I spent a lot of years as a police officer. I worked as a trainer in the police academy in the fields of defensive tactics, firearms, that kind of training. So because I am known for that, it was coming across as, hey, well, yeah, come on, this, that, hit me back, hit me now, hit me. That's what it really was. And all these, th these things are a form of violence that we don't look at because if I was to actually react, then what would be, what would be my circumstance? Mm -hmm. When I go to, I remember going to the station and making a report, and I'll give this example. I reached the station and, and make the report. And first thing, the officers started to laugh because they know who I was. Right. Because, I mean, I would have trained the majority of them. So they're like, come on, man, uh, Pashama, man, you do, somebody do you something. And then I was showing them the, the, the marks. Right. And they I remember very... about half an hour after I got a call, and I was called back to the station where they actually was looking at trying to charge me, even though the individual had no signs of violence. I had all the persons, my neighbors who came out and said, hey, we saw what's going on. He walked outside. She came behind him. She did this. And they were still trying to spin the story to make it about me. Hmm. So men go through these things a lot. I mean, men are, are always seen. I mean, I would, this, I would say this though, that we are responsible in some ways because when opportunities are given for us to actually meet and talk and, and try to figure it out, we don't show up. Mm. You know, we don't show up. We, we, we keep the distance. We don't want to talk about it because we think we are weak or we may be seen as weak or not protectors and he's not a man. And I mean, it started from growing up. When you fall long and you cry <laughs> as mm. a man, your mother, hey, shut up, here's a boy. And if your sister fall along or if your sister just pass and hit something, she will be like, hey, come baby, what's going on? So from then, you need to be a man. You need to step up. You need to do it. So from then, it was inculcated into us growing up to always not be able to be in touch with your emotions and not express your emotions from that point of view because that means that you are weak. <laughs> you know, I, there's a, a pastor who speaks in the U.S., um, I can't remember his name offhand, but he's he's very controversial in some yeah, of the things yeah. that he says, right? 
and he was being interviewed some time ago by a woman's rights activist yeah. because of something that he had said publicly, which is if a woman hits a man, the man has all right to hit her back. Hmm. Um, and so they, they, they brought him into the studio and the woman was livid. You know, how could you say such a thing? The fairer sex, this, that, the next and the other. And he asked her the question, what gives a woman the right to hit a man? Hmm. And for us to think that it's socially acceptable. And that's where we are. Yeah. We are you see it playing out in, whenever there's an argument. Women feel they have the right to do whatever they want mm -hmm. and get away with it without any um, retaliation. Yeah. Men are expected to be composed. Men are expected to be the bigger person. <laughs> Men are expected... To, to keep your emotions inside and regardless of what happens to you, you need to act a certain way. And if you don't, the victim is the perpetrator. Yeah. And <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking about things that I've, speaking to people that I know of. Yeah. You see things like there was a video that made it viral of a woman somewhere in South Trinidad pull a man out of a bar and was beating the man like a snake on the road. <laughs> And everybody around was laughing and joking yeah. and the comments was, he probably looked for that. That's, that's the comments that people were making. Yeah. He probably looked for that. Yeah. And I said to myself, had it been a man drag a woman out the bar and was busting she tail in the ground, yeah. would people still think she looked for that? Yeah, correct. And Satish, we have to be, I mean, anybody who knows me know how, how much I am passionate about protection of women and children mm -hmm. and I have I mean I have proven my abilities to do that in in many ways right. till sometimes again men sometimes feel it's not that I'm it's that I'm not dealing with with the men issue but we have to be ready to have the real conversations and even coming this morning to have this sometimes you know you I'm coming on the road and I'm talking to God and I'm saying you know please allow me the right words and the wisdom to say the right thing. And I'm sitting to myself, I'm saying, you know, if I was going to speak about women, I would not have to go to the extent of this because even in the circumstance of talking about what, what we go through as men, we always have to be so cautious because mm -hmm. we always feel that we're going to upset somebody else or we're going to be looked at in a certain way. But the reality, we are humans too. And I always tell people, you know, sometimes people say, um, you know, we, we're not supposed to get angry. But I don't think that God gave us any emotions that we're not supposed to use. Mm. The fact of the matter is he gave us the ability to manage it. But every emotion that God gave us, we have a purpose for it in some way. But as you say, we are expected to always be the bigger person. And in, in my case, it, it has been because you're a martial artist and because you're, you're well, referred to as a combat scientist and what you do. You are now expected to hold and hold in more. And, and if you only, if you only for one moment show that you are, something affects you negatively, then you are considered as weak or it comes across as the new terminology that is coming across to everything that men do that does not come in agreement with what is expected from them from the other side it's looked at as toxic masculinity oh, and, yeah. and, and all these different things that's a new catchphrase yeah so everything now and i mean i'm not saying that there's no merit there are men who fall in the category but you must know that if you you push and you push and you push at some point in time 
Mm-hmm. At some point in time, men would, you know, I remember being in circumstances sometimes and you just don't want to go home because you know what you have to face at that point in time. Yeah. So you have to take time now to pull back and sit with yourself, which men don't like to do. We don't like to sit and reflect with ourselves and have the discussions with ourselves first as to, hey, how are we going to deal with this circumstance if it happens? Do we even have the discussions in the beginning before we even enter relationships as to what is expected of you and, mm-hmm. and what, what, because women tell us what they expect and they say it with, with, with no remorse or whatever. This is what I expect. But as soon as a man says what he expects you're watching, he's looked at differently. So yeah. the responsibility has to really start to go both ways and the discussion has to go. And that's why, you know, when I do my programs that we, we deal with the women and we, we focus on domestic violence and intimate partner violence. I always come in after, you know, and I would do my side and speak to the women about, you know, the men and what we go through. And then they're like, you know, we never really looked at it so, and we never think about it. And even women who come out and, and talk in defense of men, they are sometimes pushed to the side and looked at as, what are you trying to do? Yeah. Because you're, break, you're breaking the code. I understand. <laughs> I understand fully. I mean, this job has, has um, allowed me to confront all types of situations and speak to people in all walks of life of what they they go through and sometimes yeah. when sometimes people's stories are so shocking that that you really have to ask yourself, this person telling you what it is they tell if they're lying or not yeah, yeah um and unfortunately the the facilities i'll use that as, as a term facilities in this country are not on the side of men hmm. And when it comes to relationships ending and you're having to go to court and that kind of thing, <laughs> it's even worse. I mean, I, I, I want to give listeners a case that, I've, that I know personally and, and all these things. This, is, this, this system is not designed to help men at all. It's not even designed to consider the situation of a man. Um, and and that's, that's sad because you, are, you have men who really do try. Exactly. You have men who try to fulfill their obligations but you have unreasonableness on the other side and a stubbornness that sometimes forces people into to good good people do bad things sometimes correct, correct. they don't make them bad people it makes yeah, them human and that. we are a case i don't want to make too much pronouncements on the thing because it's very much in the public domain where a gentleman took up a gun and this is how far it could go took up a gun went to an insurance company, Hmm. attempted to kill his wife, and was willing to kill anyone else after that because he was in that frame of mind. Nowhere in the discussions nationally have we tried to figure out what caused that man to do that. What is the root cause? You see, we look at the victims and we say, well, and I begin by saying, I'm not supporting violence. violence, I am not saying anybody has the right to kill anybody or hurt anybody, but people don't just wake up one morning and do madness. (laughs) And I'll tell you, you know, people tell me all kinds of things which I really can't say on the air. Yeah, yeah, that's the hard part. But but rarely and truly has anyone asked themselves that question. What would prompt a man who have a third son who, who is financially, st- they, you, your business is bad. Everything good, yeah, in that to sense. pick up a gun, yeah. to go and find a gun first place, yeah. right? And to go to end somebody else's life and then end his own. That shows you how far past any point of return the individual was. 
We have plenty of people like that in this country. You know? A lot. We we have plenty men who are shouldering things that they don't tell anybody about right. you know? and right. and and what nobody sees when you're provoked. <laughs> you could be provoked from here, and I, and I, yeah. I say it again because I know people go and take me to that. I am not supporting Putting violence. I am I am just trying to raise the discussion that sometimes there is a contributory negligent element Most where you push it. people. You push people, push people, push people. I'm not saying that's what happened in this case, but you don't see when you're provoking people all the time and how much they're taking and they're taking and they're taking and then eventually one day they get up and they say, see me, I'm fed up of this thing. Yeah. And and it blows into a situation. Everybody now running around like headless chicken and saying, well, how he could do that and right. he's so bad and this and that and the next and the other. How do we begin, as somebody who's as involved as you are, to start having those discussions? We as men have to start coming out of that idea that we are weak because we express what we feel, that we are weak because we, we, we feel pain and we feel hurt. We have to start talking. We have to not be afraid to go to the stations and make the reports. If you have to be laughed at, you have to be laughed at. Because as you are saying, nobody sees the buildup. Mm -hmm. Nobody sees what has been happening before. And by the time they see it, it's because it's already too late. It already, no, and there's no evidence. There's no trail. State, and I remember, I, <laughs> and again, I, I, I wouldn't say, but I, I, I knew this person. And he was being tortured, I would say, tortured by this woman. Tortured. He was a firearm holder. And I remember a day, it was so bad that he came to me. He said, Mashama, here's what. Please just hold my fire. Please. Mm -hmm. Because when I tell you tortured, she used to take cigarette butt and, and, and burn him in the neck. Burn him with it and all these kind of things. And this man is a he has a good job. He he's a God fearing person. He all these things. And she was literally torturing him. Hmm. And they had got they had now gotten married. I don't think they, they lasted that long. I think they are divorced now. Right. But I remember him having to come and I was glad though that he trusted enough to come to me and say, Mashama hold this firearm please because he knew where he was going we have to start to reach out we have to start to reach out we have to look for the groups and when we have groups because i'm in our men's group called men can which are we, it's, the group has a good bit i think we reach about 60 something men in the group now but still i find we're not sharing enough enough we're not having the discussions enough we meet and we decide okay we meet into lime and the plan is to lime and talk about it. But then it always just turns back into just a lime. Mm -hmm. We still don't have time to discuss. People still not open to share. And men themselves, we have to understand and take responsibility for the fact that when somebody else comes and the next man comes to you with his story and he's sharing with you in that safe space, we can't take it for a joke after and sometime later down we bring it back up. Because the hurt and the pain that men are dealing with in this country. And it's, it's showing. You're seeing the violence. You're seeing the crimes. It starts with something. As you say, nobody didn't just wake up and decide I'm going to just do these crazy things. When you have women who are trying to use the children as pawns. They're trying to use your child as a pawn. Wow. And then say that you are a father that don't want to be a wrong. But when you are tempting to visit your child 
or you want to see a child and they are making things that difficult no you can't come by my house what i will do is drop the child so and so <laughs> but then when you call for the child now well i'm not feeling to leave home at this point in time to go there that's if they answer the phone if they answer the phone so they are pressuring you putting you in these circumstances forcing you to go against because mm. now this child is this is i have a responsibility for this child and you are telling me that don't come by my house I go drop the child somewhere. And then when I call for the child, or when the person calls for the child, they say, hey, I want to pick up the child today. No, I am not available to go anywhere. So so what are you to do now? And then people look at you. Your child looks because at you. Because they tell, the mother telling everybody, else, use a bad Correct. father. Correct. So they you want know, to prove it. Well, you know, I, I, there's, a, there's a case that I, I really want to tell people about because it highlights how difficult some people have it. And the world doesn't know. Yeah. There's a, there's a case where this family separated. It was a, a husband, wife, and a, a, a small child at the point in time. And they separated. The husband took full responsibility for everything that happened. He moved out of the house. He left everything. He left house and car and business and every single thing. He just took the clothes that he had. <laughs> and that was all that he was allowed to take. And he left. He left the car. He, every single thing he left. So he'd go on wherever he had to go and starting over. But he never abdicated his uh, his responsibilities yeah he paid for everything Good. even though he wasn't there yeah he paid for for everything the child needed for the house the mortgage the grocery the, every single thing he he paid for for eight years hmm. and january of this year the individual went to the ex-wife because he moved on with his life yeah yeah in eight years time it happened it happens yeah she moved on a couple times <laughs> understood <laughs> and he went to her and he said listen we've been separated for a long period of time you know you move on with your life i've moved on with my life and everything else let's let's get a divorce and finalize the things that yeah. we need to finalize so that we can have this because they're a real good relationship before yeah amicable he would have access to the child care any child all over the place and all of that kind of thing the moment this man spoke of divorce all hell Brooks. broke loose it was his, it was it was as if he, he was sleeping in the house the night, get up the morning, go on to work and come back home and tell she he wanted a divorce. <laughs> yeah. And it, the, the relationship deteriorated so badly that the gentleman did not see his child until recently. Hmm. And that was because of a court order. And he had spoken to the wife about, let's sort this out on our own. Oh, you know, yeah. we're doing it all the time. For eight years we're doing it. It shouldn't be difficult. The wife took him to court and raked him over the coals when he went to talk to the to, 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 to talk to them in january she cut off all access to the child and to her refused to speak to the man refused to let him see the child and everything else went to court and tell the court that he abandoned the child that he did not support the child and he had the conversations where he was saying you know, look, the child, school coming up, send the list, I go buy yeah, everything, yeah, and you know, this yeah. and let and she ignored everything else. Went to the court, presented to the court that this man working for endless money. <laughs> thousands and thousands of dollars this man working for, and made a petition. And what I tell you about here is this is makeup, eh? Hmm. Made a petition to the court for $11,500 a month. The court asked the man a question, you know. The court then asked the man a question and imposed on that man a judgment that he can't afford. So now this gentleman, 
helter skelter all over the place because every month he's in contempt. Yeah, because he can't. He, he can't payment. make. He, he just can't, can't make, make it. And every month he's in contempt, facing the possibility that he could go to jail. Go to jail. Be simply because all he wanted to do was move on with his life, which he deserves. Which he deserves. <laughs> he deserves at that point. So now the child has very limited access to him. Anywhere the child going now, apparently the mother is so concerned about the child's safety that she had to go. They had to have supervised visits and all of these kinds. And that's when you get them to agree. And it's, it highlights how the judicial system itself is skewed. It's skewed. It's and, very skewed. And it, pre, it, it forces men into a situation where when they break, it's the court's fault as well. It is, it is, it is. And the situation that I highlighted to you all there is a very real one. And I could just imagine because Rondell Fields has started an entire organization to speak about helping men in these situations. But we don't like to talk about anything. No, we don't. We don't like to have the difficult discussions. No, we don't. Because again, men feel that if they have it, the discussion, that it could possibly, not most times, most times it could possibly send down a road where people take it the wrong way. Yeah. I, I, you know, and, and I, I'm not identifying the case, so I could probably tell you a little more the details. What prompted the man to leave the house is they had an argument, and she cut the man on his arm, you know. He has not told many people that. That's an element of it that he don't think he want to tell anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because I, it, uh, that once you put that in the public domain, you know, it, it, the child will hear about this and that yeah, and yeah, the next yeah, and yeah, that. Yeah. So he has taken that high road not and to not make to, that. to discuss it. And, and again, this is something that he's now carrying around. <laughs> he has to deal with this. He has to. And I mean, it's a hard place to be as a man. It's a hard place to be. And, you know, that's why for me, I chose to go the road of instead of not doing anything totally at all, while I'm, instead of, you know, you're, while the grass growing, you're, the, the, the cow starving, mm-hmm. let's, I try to attack it from both sides. I have the access, because of my personal safety and self-defense background, to go into the world of, of having women listen to, to you at some point in time and get to have discussions with them. So if we could try from there and let women understand that sometimes, you know, and you hear them say it, you know, I was having a discussion at one of my programs recently, and they... We're talking about red flags in, in relationships and stuff like that. And you know what I really loved at the end? One of the women yeah. say, you know, we just sat for almost three hours and we were talking about red flags that men give. You know, we didn't discuss we red flags as women. And I was so glad to hear that. But here's what the bad part about that is. Just like how we don't want to discuss certain things in public, some women don't want to say it out. That, mm-hmm. hey, we really does, we does terrorize people. <laughs> we yeah. terrorize men too. There is a... There is a podcast. I don't know the name of the people, but some other is popping up on my feed on Facebook all the time, and they speak about these very same things. Yeah, and 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 they speak about you see this thing called toxic. <laughs> I mean, I I am not discounting it as much, but when you really drill down and try to ask people, well, you're speaking about toxic, toxic, toxic. What does toxic mean? Yeah, you realize that. They have no clear definition. I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. Eh? Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to diminish the value, value of, of the it. term yeah. or anything else. I'm just saying that it's bandied about so often and people really don't have a clear idea as to 
what is a toxic relationship or what constitutes because someone being toxic? It means different things to different people. Well, some people are very convenient in, in, the, <laughs> in, the, in, the, in, in toxic in interpretation. Yeah, yeah, correct. You know, and that is what we have to deal with. You know, because I mean, I know coming off of this session this morning, as how normally happens. By the time I reach my car, my phone going to be blazing. Full, yeah. You know, it's going to be blazing. But because I have reached a stage where I'm confident in who I am and what I do, there is nobody who could honestly say to themselves. That Professor O is against women and yeah, nobody can say that. Mm. But the reality is the time has, has to come when you have a voice sometimes to also reach out to, 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 your, to your men mm. and let them understand, hey, come on, we, we have to stand up now in a, a good way. Let's show the good work men have, have been doing. Let's let's come together. Let's heal. Let's start the healing process. And nothing mm -hmm. wrong with starting the healing process. Yeah. Let's get away from this ego, this ego idea where we have that talks about erasing God's order, really, or edging God out. Because when you don't have that in you, you don't. Men don't even want to talk about religion. When you go to the church now, it's mostly women. It's mostly women in the church now. When you go to the church, why is that? Mm -hmm. And you know, it's an honor when I see a few fathers coming in. With the children and the mother is not there sometimes for whatever reason i don't know but it i feel proud to see that but we need to get back to who we are and what we are and take back the place not in a bad way but take back the role as men one of the things that i think i think the the the, the balance has never been struck yeah um, for those people trying to call, we'll take your calls just after the 8 o'clock news because I know that there are many people trying to get involved in the discussion. Yeah. In trying to empower women, I don't want to say we, we, we disempowered men because people will challenge that. Yeah. But we've not given men and boys growing up the kind of support that they needed. They were always taught that you're doing something bad. bad yeah. You're doing something bad. Yeah. And this is bad. That is bad. And, and we've never been able to say to them, oh, this is good. This is good. Or, or say to women, well, while there is bad, there is good. There is a lot of good. And a lot of good. Speaking about this podcast, they, they were talking about the three main women who are influencers. And they talk about Beyonce, Cardi B, and some other one. Who always telling women, leave the man. <laughs> and, and, and they're always promoting, get out of this relationship, it's bad for you. While all of them have faced adultery and stayed with the relationship. And this is the problem. We need to head to the news. <laughs> and we'll continue this conversation after the 8 o'clock news. Stay with us. minutes after eight to the final hour of our show here this morning we continue our discussions uh, boy i can't wait to open the phone lines on this one <laughs> and uh, we have with us uh Oluyemi mashama we're talking about relationships but from the perspective of men and before we head to the phones i don't want anybody to have the opinion that we're here to bash women <laughs> Far from. because you're gonna say you know that two men sit around here they're talking about women and she's all they know it is going with some women and no one can tell me about domestic violence 
because I've lived it. I've I've done it in the media. I've I've covered so many sad stories where women were in situations that they should never have been in. Nothing gives you the right, as I always say, to hit someone, to assault someone, to kill someone. So let me put that disclaimer out. Say one time for all of you who feel all you call and, and go down that road. The discussion is about educating people about some of the things that really exist and whether or not we're discussing them. Let's take some of your calls. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Okay, we ain't you. I'm not too sure why. Try us back. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Satish, one of the reasons that you have that difference with men not being able to come out and speak, and we speak about what you have to do when you a man for the years given up. You see, you men can enter an emotional level. So when they express their problem, you may speak it out and talk to others about it. You know, men will consider it bad, but they are letting it out of the system and they are allowing other people to empathize and sympathize with them. Something that women do. But when a man talks about that problem, you know, he's conditioned to be a problem solver. So to express the problem and not have a solution, it refers to them in their man. Like, it's frustrating. And, and, and it has that different thing. It's that different in the way that we do things and how we see them, how we think things through. Men, men will not repeat their problem over and over because it's a weakness that I have a problem that I start being it. It, it, and, 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 and for a man, that's not, that's not, a, that's not a masculine, it's not something that we want condition to bring up. And, and maybe that's what we have to get over in, in, in order to, in order to, to cross that boundary and to when men can feel comfortable about it. But then you have to train people authority so that if a man comes with a complaint, that they will take seriously and not poke fun of them, not make fun of them. You know, you have to accept that, 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 that if a man reaches out, he gets to that point where he reaches out for him, that, that, that he needs it. But, but we don't do that. You know, instead, instead he becomes, he becomes the abuse of ridicule and that's the problem we have. I've earned it. Yeah. Thank you so much for your call. Yes, call so hello? True. Yeah, hello, good morning. Good morning, morning, Satish, and morning to your guests here. Let me give you a personal experience. Just to, uh, the, the, the case that you explained just before the news. I was in a very similar situation. We departed and we had a child and I was minding the child and that type of thing. And I went to a lawyer just to get a little advice. And the lawyer told me that going to come back to bike here. You see, when you're giving that money over the, over the counter and you ain't getting no receipt, nothing. Here what to do. Go and take open an account. Put the money in the account and give the person the card. And I did that. And about five years after Satish, she wanted more money, and I was cool. Inflation and that type of thing, but the amount she wanted, I wasn't, I wasn't able to do it. Mm-hmm. And you know, that mother took me to court. You know, when we reached the court, the lawyer who advised me, I went back to her, and she said, go and get all the printout from the bank, bank statement, and bring it to her. And when we reached the court, the magistrate allowed her to get up and say what she wanted to say. And all my lawyer gets up and say, was your honor, my client was seen out his child because she said that I wasn't doing anything. So now it's a whole five years of money I had a little to pay. And took that bank statement and watched it. And then the magistrate said, and asked, do you have this card? Did you spend money at a gas station? Did you spend money at KFC? So then this man was actually mining his child. And you came here. The magistrate will run home. Are you willing to give more money to, to your, for your son? I said, yes, but not that amount. I can't afford it. And he said, no problem. Give her what she deserves, 
and that was it. That was my experience. Mm. So men, all you open a little account and give them the card. Those bank statements is what saves me. Have a good day. Yeah. Thank you so much for your call. Um, in the case that I outlined, the man's generosity was used against him. Mm. <laughs> and his lawyer said that to him, that he, any, he would go way beyond the call because he cared for his child and he wanted her to have the best. But they didn't know where the money was coming from. Mm. And they didn't know how much he was working for. And he kept telling the ex-wife, listen, you know, you need to get a job. You need to help. Not because he didn't want to help her, but he knew to himself that it was becoming a situation where he was spending more than he was earning and he was digging himself into a hole that he couldn't get out of. And when, he, when the gentleman went to speak to the, to the ex-wife in January, it is because he had fully well known that she was in another relationship with a man who was living in the house six months before. Uh, and that was not necessarily the, the driving factor, course, yeah, yeah. but it was... Uh, a consideration yeah. that they needed to sell, sort out the business and that kind of thing. And as this gentleman was saying, your generosity is used against you. And he was fortunate in his situation that the courts were able to rationalize what's going right. on. Yeah. So that's just one element of it. Another element of it is that you have men who are, just as how you have women who are in situations where their husband honing them, and they had to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, men who face the same thing. <laughs> and, and not everybody deals with situations the same, same way. Because we've had this discussion on the air. When you have all these instances of men running in people and killing the, this and that and because yeah. they catch them, whatever. And some people call and say, well, as I always say, nobody, nothing gives you the right to kill anybody else. But some say, well, you know, you just turn your back and you walk away. And yeah, you yeah. see that level of of, I don't want to say disrespect, but betrayal. Betrayal. It's a betrayal. betrayal is what some people find unacceptable. Yeah. So we were talking about, and I encourage all your calls this morning. You know, if women want to call us and say, what are they talking on the radio? Is that back and nonsense? <laughs> or they feel free to call and tell us. Let us know. Yes, it's about having do. a frank discussion about what's please going do. on. Let's have the real discussions this morning. Please call in. What are some of the, in, in, in the work that you've done in dealing with people, what are some of the more prominent, or not prominent, but prevalent cases that you find when it comes to men having things to confront and have to deal with? What are some of these situations? A lot of these situations come from the same things we talk about, where, you know, men really want to be a part of the children's life, but they are, the children are being used as pawns and pulled away, pawns and pull away to kind of separate them from, from that fact. The situations where mm -hmm. we have again men who, because of um, how people see see them or what they're supposed to represent, they they hold back the the, the information. You hear men say to know, hey, listen, it happened. I, I remember we did a program called um, when men need a shoulder. Now mm -hmm. we had it. The registration was online, and we had over forty something people registering, and on the day six alone came. Yeah. And when you when you spoke to, to the men that came, a lot of them were saying, Listen, Professor, we really want to hear be here and talk, you know, but we're afraid to talk because when we talk, this is how we are looked at and this is how we are seen. So what we're seeing is a lot of fear in men not wanting to be open to have the discussions even among men. Yeah. Because sometimes you say men, 
come back and ridicule them as as the caller said you know where it's turned into a joke and whatever yeah. and i don't want to be the person to tell you again well be strong and go and deal with it because i'll be it come like i doing the same thing the reality is it is a natural fear that you will have you you as a man you are seen a certain way you are expected to be your problem solver the protector but again for me i have seen where that is being a convenience now it's only used in situation where it's not benefiting the other side Mm. So when it's not benefiting the other side, in some cases, it's like, okay, well, you're, you're supposed to be the protector. But when I'm being the protector in some cases now, oh gosh, you're, you're toxic, you're toxic, you're, you're, this is a red flag, is that that? Where does that line, where's the line drawn? Where, where do we go from there? Sticking to the call. Hello, good morning. Morning, morning. This, this um, man-woman relationship thing, ever since the roles have been... The gender roles have been scrapped, hmm. and it's constantly being redefined, um, and broadly in society, and at an individual level, that's always going to cause chaos, because I was reading somewhere that if you have a divorced friend, especially if a woman has a divorced friend, she's going to end up divorced, hmm. because she's soaking in her friend's issues and reinterpreting her world in that light when she was otherwise quite okay you know because it's a give and take but maybe you're getting the feeling now that you're giving too much hmm. and and that kind of thing and now you try to renegotiate and the other person doesn't want to or can't they don't know what you're talking about what is your problem and the antagonism there and then you have all these suspicions there's always a kind of underlying uh misgiving mm-hmm. In that kind of thing, when people come with new stuff, you know, like this bringing, bringing references from other people's relationships into yours. But I think that um, these people who are telling men, well, you need to be this way and you need to be that way and you need to show your emotions and you need to cry. And you need, if you, if you have been doing that for a generation and it's happening, why do you want to re- recreate men? I mean, we hear this all the time that men don't show their emotions in that area and they don't want to do this and they don't want to talk and they don't want to break down. Yeah, so leave them, let, let them do it their way. Why it is that a man has to express himself, you know, with the same level of um, commitment to, to, peop- to strangers maybe, or as you say, his friends and whatnot. Men are not built that way. The, the overall thing that we have observed over many, many years, which you are reeling against, shouldn't I tell you something? Is that not the way men are? And we need to work with them as they are instead of trying to recreate them into something they are very uncomfortable with and then work with them. You're bringing them down to your level so that you can work with them. You should step up or step out. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. You know, we need to factor into the discussion um, Feminism, yeah, and and whether feminism has um, carried the scales a little too far, uh, whether feminism has created in the minds of some individuals an unrealistic picture, picture. of what relationships so should, should be, be. Yeah. Um, and what the balance needs to be in a relationship, and and all these things. We'll we'll get to that in just a bit. Let's take another call. Hello, good morning. Morning, Good morning. Um. This, the feminist movement in particular 
have become how to put it one of, one of the most toxic destruction destruction force in our marriage today and in relationships overall right they use terms like toxic masculinity misogynist um sexist racist all kind of thing for 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 everyday um explanation that's the overall thing they use that to bring down people and to to make people go back into their shell right and to scare them so they use these words to describe men who are nothing like that right and they they want men to be like little tame little animal anytime you see your call they they go and they guys not men i certainly don't subscribe to that right and another thing is court the courts in, in around the world why does a man have to give 50-50 if he divorces his wife and he work for most of everything now what is is different might be different in asymmetry cases but the majority of cases you know men not looking to get married again the younger generation <laughs> right so because <laughs> that is so true the yeah, courts yeah. stuck against them with with custody of the children and with property so why would i look to give away half of what i have because some woman just sign a piece of paper saying that we married and what not right so there's a lot of things that men need to men need to stand up and you see this speaking out nonsense i's a man i don't need to i i strong enough to deal with my own problem i don't need to go by no therapist and and cry and all this kind of stupidness that these so-called experts telling you to do men need to, to stand up and be strong and deal with their problems and society at large not encouraging that right this thing about speaking out about your problems you can do them thing nowadays people going to use that against you you have to keep that and and by yourself and deal with that in your own mind right people the feminist movement they say that this is a man's world this is a a, a man a man dominated world where is the domination they talking about men do worse at school most men put people in prison are men most people that go to wars and fight are men right most people on the street are men most people that do drugs are men most people that commit suicide are men so where people talking about that where really domination is thanks a lot thank you so much for your call Let's take another one hello good morning morning is this the program sadesh yes you live on the air oh um yeah interesting discussion um but a lot of times men have before warned about um people getting in a relationship the the i agree with everybody the courts are against i had a i went through the divorce and um the the judge used to make very disparaging remarks about the the the, the lawyers that i brought uh, had to change lawyers a few times it seems that the women for some reason like they read all the same playbook and they go through the same procedures i think they before won by the by the their, their lawyers that one you get all, all the documents concerning the uh, the guy's um income before you start divorce so these things are 
plan, most of them are planned way before. And as the old adage goes, the husband is always the last to know. So guys have to be, be prepared. We are, we are trying to say all these things so that we, we, we don't get into the situation where as you, you reach your divorce and you have to speak out and go to court and all kind of things. So men have to be aware of these things. Um, the, 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 there's the question of prenuptials. Apparently someone told me that prenuptials may be valid in Trinidad now. So that's another thing men can go, go into um, discussion. They'd be glad to find out what your your um, your yeah. guy says there about it. Mm. Um, there are whole lot of other things that um, I don't want to keep, keep on the air too much. Uh, but very interesting discussion. Very well handled, Satish. Yeah. Thank you so much for your call. Steve Harvey, uh, one of his programs had to deal with this. And he was asked the question, what do you do? Mm. Because, and, and I, I was speaking to a young man. He's, he's not thinking of getting married. The, the, the girlfriend know they're going to get married. <laughs> right? It's just a matter of when. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the conversation we were having. Yeah. And he was saying, well, you know, he's seen so many things going on and 50% of marriages ending in divorce that's and all of that kind of thing. And what do you do? You know, uh, he was, I don't know if it's cold feet, or, but he was he's thinking, thinking. about the here. problems. You know, you see people, go, how nasty divorces get and that kind of thing. And I had to say to him, I, I had to give him advice that my mother had given me when I was going to get married the Friday before. Um, we were sitting one o'clock in the morning, and my mother and I, we had really interesting conversations. Um, she passed on just after I, I got married as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was asking her, I said, ladies, you know, look at money I spend on this thing. <laughs> you understand? I spend money I don't have. I take a big loan for this and that, and, and a whole day, whole night, you're preparing for this thing. I wonder if you're making a mistake, yeah. you know? And she, one o'clock in the morning, I chair, we sit on the chair, and she tells me, she said, listen to me. The only way you will know whether I go work or not is you have to do it. You have to do it. <laughs> and she said, that might not be the advice you're looking for, yeah. but that is the realest way to look at the situation. Yeah. And, um, that is uh, as, as real as you can get. Can get yeah. The situation and, and the experience is different for many for because yeah. you are some people who get married and they live blissful lives. I, I just spoke to a couple a couple weekends ago. The husband is 83, the wife is 82 or 81 or somewhere there, and they celebrated me I, how many 60 years of marriage. Of marriage yeah. You know? And I asked him jokingly, I asked him, I said, man, how do you mean quite, uh, married so long? He said, I don't take sure. No, but the, you, you, find, you find differences. It's not the same yeah. for everyone, but the bad experiences are the ones that, that scare people. People, yeah, make you want to stay away. And I just want to add, add to the, the two callers who spoke about, you know, men having to deal with it and do want we to speak out that. And I think sometimes we take this the wrong way because just so we are saying that it's not working, but if we're looking at holding back for how much years, it doesn't work either. Because mm-hmm. what happens is when we do explode, it is something negative. So it's not about crying and breaking down. That's not what we're asking anybody to do. But it's about, even if you had to talk to yourself, if that's what it have to be. So let me just give a quick acronym that I got from a good friend of mine. Hi, Trisha. Good morning. And this is what I tend to try to use now. And the, the, the acronym is STU. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you're stirred up and you're feeling that thing, 
first thing you do is you stop and just think about the situation. So you stop, you think about the situation, and then you ask yourself, is my action in the best interest of me when I make this decision here? Is my action in the best interest of me? And then instead of reacting, learn to respond. Because when you respond, you have control. When you react, you're just going on your instinct. So it's not that we, we still have that mindset that if we, we, we talk and we, we, we think, we, we, we can, it's not that. And we have to stand up. Okay, does not standing up mean that you have to talk about it? It's just which tone you're using. Mm-hmm. So my advice is to still stop, think about it, ask yourself, is this decision or action in my best interest? And then respond instead of reacting. But you see, it sounds, it, it, it probably is the best ad- advice. Yeah. But when you're in love... Well, we know how that is going. Listen to me. Common sense and rationality. Everything just goes out the window, you know. Well, Satish, maybe you have to stir before you fall. When you fall in love, well, then stir. Before. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. The, is, is this love, is this decision to be in love at this time with this person in my best interest? You have to have it so. Well, just as nobody <laughs> to lose. Nobody does. Nobody gets married unless you're a gold digger with the intention that your marriage is going to, to fail. fail. Yeah, yeah. So when I had the discussion with the young man who's in finances, he's dealing with a bank and all professional people yeah yeah so i was i was telling her i say, well i there is no one one book or one piece of advice no that can tell you what is going what to happen, happen. I, tell, I say if two people have the same goals they start off with the same goals the chances of success are much better along the road yeah. communication, communication is key, is key yeah. um and i told him steve harvey gave the advice that when it comes to money you need to have three accounts correct you need to have each individual have, have their personal, personal accounts account. and there's, there's a joint account where you all agree how much you are going to put there to that do... That manages the home. Yeah, to build your house and to pay yes, your land for to, to vacation, manage. for everything else. He says it allows that individualism, that you, yeah, your that, identity that to maintain. Needed. That is needed. And he says when things go bad, it makes it easier. easier. Any which way, because your investment would have been in the in the situation, you still have what is yours at the end of the day. So I, I told the young man that. I said, yeah. well, that's the best that I can advise you. You know, I really can't tell you more. Um, and I, I, I told him, I said that, you really can't go into a relationship with the thought in your mind that this thing is going to fail. Yeah, you can't. You can't. You have to give it your all. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you're lucky it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. But you need to be prepared for all eventualities. And he was saying that the, the girlfriend was talking about um, taking out mortgage and buying house or building house or whatever else. And I asked him, I said, well, how much is she willing to pay? To pay towards <laughs> And you know, those are the discussions that we... We don't have. But that, I have a friend who I worked with in another radio station, and he was getting married, and they were renting. Yeah. And the, well, soon to be eventually wife, was talking the same thing because yeah. his salary was like about five times what she was working for. Yeah. Um, and even though her salary was small, it wasn't insignificant. To right. Put it that way. So she started off, well, you know, we should buy a house and this, or we should take a mortgage. And he asked her the same question. Yeah. How much are you willing to contribute? Let's miss- agree and so on. And that end our conversation right there. <laughs> let's let's take another call. Hello, good morning. Yeah, hello, good morning. Good um, morning, Satish. Good morning to your, your, your guests. Um, excellent, um, excellent interview. Um, really listening to you all with great interest. You know, there's a lot that needs to change before men, in particular, are seen um, the way they really are. Um, I don't like to use general statements because. When you talk about men and you talk about um, women, it's really human beings at the end of the day. Mm. And they are good and bad in all of them. Um, but these systems that operate in Trinidad and Tobago are 
they don't really necessarily take the plight of men into um, account. Um, the courts, for example, um, terrible some some judgments, and there are um, they won't openly admit it, but there are some judges that um, have a predisposition, <laughs> if you want to say that. Um, just, that is traditional. Yeah, but just let, let me uh, uh, let, let me just interrupt you with that. I'll allow you to continue. Yes. The case that I outlined for people that went to court with the man after ages and that kind of thing. You yes. know what the judge tell that man? Yeah. When he imposed the 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 the, the, the structure, the payment, the money, mm-hmm. the judge tell that man play play way and lotto, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, this is an individual who has to rebuild his life. Correct. And um I don't believe that the court takes that into account enough. So that it, it more comes to, to who remains in the house as, as to who is not no longer in the house. That person has to find somewhere else to go. Hmm. And that, that involves a lot of um, financial outlay. And sometimes it can lead a, a, a male individual to, 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 to get a certain hard feelings inside of them. And I, th- I think the courts could go a long way to, 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 um, to, to warding that off and, and assisting you know, in, in some of their judgments. Even the police, um, even the media... Sometimes I, I was shocked um, when something took place the other day. I ain't calling no names, but um, you know, a lot of persons felt as though the, the, the female um, position was to be hmm. held up, <laughs> and, and the, the male position was to be trodden Shut down. down. And I, I read into the details after, and it, it stunned me. It's important that when certain things happen, that you get both sides of the story. That you get the, the women's side and you get the, the, the male side, and, and that normally comes from when you go to the to one parties, family alone, and you get, get you sorry from them, a lot of people believe that to be the Bible truth, and it's not always the truth. Mm-hmm. And in relationships, um, the media can sometimes hold up one person as a demon, and the next person as an angel. And you see, that, that can be so wrong. That the, the, the positions could be reversed if you get the truth, Correct. if you understand what I'm saying. Correct. Gentlemen, I'm going away. Have a nice day. Yeah. Thanks, Carla. Thank you so much for your call. You will be amazed at how many men have gone through circumstances that are similar. Yeah. They, 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 they don't openly speak about it, but when you do one-on-one, you know, yeah. tell them, if you're telling them what's going on with you, they tell you, well, you they know, share, they listen share. to my partner, yeah. I went through the same thing, you know. Yeah. But, but men shoulder it. Correct. They, they don't, they are not as expressive. Because they are not allowed to be. <laughs> they are not allowed to be expressive. When they are, as we say, we've seen it, we, we hear in the passion in the callers who are saying, eh, I'm not going through that, I'm not going that. You're hearing it because you've been trained so much, your mind to just deal with it. Mm-hmm. But are you truly dealing with it? You know, the, the same podcast that I referred to, I really wish that I could remember the names of these things. They deal with such interesting topics when it comes to these relationships. Um, the women that they speak to are usually young. Yeah, yeah. And young women, some of them have this perspective that they don't need a man. Yeah. You know, understand? I am a boss baby. I just that. <laughs> you know, they all kind of terminology. <laughs> and they are conditioned because of these influencers yes, yeah. not to want relationships yeah. or to see relationships as, as hindrances. Yeah. You know, they're keeping your back and this and that and the next and the other until they turn 45. Mm-hmm. And they realize that everybody else have families. And, and, and all the men that they thought were toxic and this and that and the next and the other ended up in relationships that were stable and long-lasting. And then they, they're trying to figure out to themselves what, what is wrong. wrong. 
Yeah. You see them influence who, who they listen to. Yeah. They in their relationships and they're going along with it. Yeah, know? as I said, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it was Cardi B, Beyonce, and Nicki Minaj. Yeah. All of them telling women that you don't have to take nothing from no man, you have yeah. to stay in a relationship, be independent. All of them get horn in their tail and stay. And, stay. and didn't say a oh. word. <laughs> and, and that's how lopsided it is when it comes to influencers. Let's take another um, call. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Well, um, men and women are different. Eh? It's not that men are not allowed and women are allowed and the default position is to break down and cry and carry on and show all your emotions every day and you have plenty to show and you should show it and that men are trained away from that. Right? That's a narrative that is wrong. It's biologically wrong. I'll give you an, a live example that happened right here when my children were small. I have two girls and a boy. The boy is the youngest. When he was still in Pampas, one of the girls got scared by a millipede or some little bug that she saw. And he came running up in his Pampas in a very aggressive mode, ready to deal with the situation. It's just the way boys are wired, right? Now, you might say, well, you know, that's my children, and I thought that was cute, and I'm recounting it. Yes, but I'm saying overall, if you observe in all of these primitive societies, the, uh, the role of the aggressor, the hunter, the, the, the persons that go to war, the persons that go fishing, the, the persons that go gathering, right? All the way up, there's a certain role for the men, and you would think that evolution would have fine-tuned men to be a certain way. And even if you go with the religious um, books and so on, if, if you want to go with that. Durbasa. The genders are lined up in a certain way. Well, Dubasa, what you're talking about, roles and responsibilities in in the animal kingdom, that's well established. established. You know, not, uh, not, but, not but, the animal kingdom. I'm, I'm talking about no, primitive societies of human beings, tribals. And not necessarily primitive. Because yeah. you well, see well, this... You know, you know what I mean. Early societies. Well, no, I, the point I'm trying to make is that you have cultures in the East that have not moved away from what you're talking about, you know? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's a fact. Because, you see, um, when something is working, right, it might not be fair, and it might, not, it might work better if you tweak it, but so long as it is working, it gets reproduced, it gets continuity. So you will find that going on because it's not falling down mm -hmm. until it begins to fall down, and it is um, falling down at the edges, with the penetration of Western uh, education and technology and whatnot. As the women are becoming more independent, they, they have water running their houses and they have washing machines and whatnot. So, you know, it's going to be different with the new generation of girls. But um, the idea I'm, I'm getting from your expert is that men are trained to be this way. And I am saying male and female are two different uh, their varieties of the same species, mm -hmm. right? They, they are wired differently, they are built differently, they are hormones. You can test someone's blood and tell if he's male or female, right? Without genetic testing, you can just test by the hormone levels, and these are the things that control you, right? And you can tell if someone is male or female, and when you go down to genetic programming and so on, all that fine-tuning, I, I feel these modern experts have taken the position that is all about how you train them. And that's crazy. Mm. Thank you. So, uh, Kola, I just want to respond. Thanks for, the, for that. And I want to make you understand that 
we could go down the psychological road as this because those societies that you speak about, men used to meet and have discussions and discuss plans and, and express what the problems and the issues was. And if you watch these societies and then watch our society today, you are not seeing that with the men of today. Men of today are pulling to themselves and holding in stuff. They ain't allowed to hunt again, which was a form of getting out that a release. That a release. We're not hunting like that again. You don't see men putting themselves in scenarios again. When you watch men who are involved in things like martial arts and stuff like that, you see a difference in most of them because they have an avenue because of who they are. So I'm not saying that men are trained by that. What I'm actually saying is that the retraining that's happening now is why we are having the type of men we are having. Look at what is happening in schools. We had a discussion recently where you are seeing now the females are the aggressors in the school, fights and all these things. And what are the boys doing? The boys are standing at the sideline and they are now, instead of getting in there, because you know why? We have lost the fathers. We have lost the right to passage. All these traditions that made you into a man, we no longer have these things. So I'm not saying that Men are trained to be the way they are. I'm saying that we have lost who we are because we are coming with these ideas that we are not allowed to meet. Kings and queens and the kings in those times, they used to meet separately. The men of the tribe used to come together and have discussion and point each other and give each other that strength with whatever traditions they use. We don't have that again. How many men train the boys? Now we have what? We have women training men. Because the men are not there to do what they're supposed to do. So that, I could have gone down the psychological road or the whole scientific road. We have had those discussions for years. That's not making sense. I'm here to have the real discussions as to what is happening. Men, we need to understand that the responsibility is ours now to step up and take back society and do what we're supposed to do as men. But when men have been intentionally removed from the process... Because it suits an agenda. Correct. You understand? It's and and I say you know what I say who get vex, get vex. There are some women who use the situation to alienate the man because it serves their purpose. This case I told earlier about the woman stopped the man having all contact with his child. The man buy a phone for the child so that he could talk to her because talk going through the wife at the point in time was difficult. <laughs> Is when she feels to answer the phone and when he messaged three days later, she responds out. So he buy a phone for the child. The woman stopped the child from talking to the man. And she removed him 100 She didn't remove him from the man she had living in the house. Eh? You understand? She removed him from the father. She removed the father from the child's life and taught the child that your father bad. That your father don't want to talk to you. Your father don't call you. He don't look for you. He don't care about you. All the while, this man trying as best as he he can't go by he can't go by the house now, you know. When this man need to see this child, he need to make arrangements Men's with yeah. she, and he had she had to meet by the mall or out the road or somewhere. He can't go back by the house. But Satish, it comes right back down again. We are too divided as men. We don't come together anymore. That look at all the traditions of the same world the gentleman spoke about back mm. in that time men used to meet even if it's to have a drink we we used to meet we used to come together we're not doing that anymore 
So they are winning because of the separation that men have. We we alienate each other but, now. But to the detriment of uh, overall society. Society, exactly. Because now what you have is you have an allegation that men never are around. Correct. And chill, it, there is documented evidence. And these podcasts speak about it with the U.S. experience. They tell you that children who grow up in a, in a, in a, in a home with a mother alone are how many other times more likely to commit crimes? crimes? Correct. How many more times to fail? And that having a male presence in the home instills a level of discipline that sees children doing better. And to the fact where single fathers, according to the U.S. study, I wish I could have the, the, the reference because I want people to say I'm making things up here. The U.S. reference shows that children who grow up with a father alone do much, much better. better. Yeah, the, the, the studies are there. The, the, the data is there. They do better in life. Girl children who grow up with a father are more likely not to go through a divorce and have a toxic scenarios and, and, and all these things. And know what to look for. They know what to look for in a man. It's a, it's a tough thing. Let's see if you can squeeze in a couple quick calls. <laughs> I'll set a commercial here to pay Tosca. Six two seven three two two three six two five two. The discussion is going to well. Uh, hello, good morning. Morning, um, Satish. The, the the important thing is also that before marriage, um, people, as the guys, the both of them, should go to a, a qualified marriage counselor who will itemize all the problems that occur in her experience, the marriage counselor's experience what happens during a marriage and where the potential conflicts are. Uh, finances, uh, children, in-laws is a big problem. I would also, second hmm. point, I would also like to throw the thing that I always remember my, 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 um, my, one of my good, good friends said, don't ever let your, your wife go out with other people. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, no, wait, let me stop you, let me stop you right there. Yeah. You see what you are describing? <laughs> Huh? I ain't toxic in my mind. <laughs> All the front of I'll just put it out as a living experience. Yeah, go ahead. Go for ahead. other people out there. Because it happened. It happened. And it, oh, the same, the whole topic is happening. Um, <laughs> but it, it, uh, it, I'll come off the air. Let's let the others yeah. Um, yeah. have a chance. Thank so. you so much. You see, you see, nobody's raising an important Nobody point. Did. When you are in relationships, you can't operate as if you're single. Yeah, yeah. And and that's a problem that people have. And from and this toxic maxillist, <laughs> from the time with they the start asking the these flag. girls and them if it's okay for them on a Friday night to dress as skimpy as they want yeah. and go out with their friends to wherever time. You can't call girls them because night, you're bothering them. Yeah, that's a girl's night. If they have a problem and you're going out there, men tackling you. They buying drinks for you. Mm -hmm. Their own intention is to carry you home at the end right. of the night. And you engage in them because you ought to have a good time. You may not necessarily go as far as adultery, right? Yeah. But you, you, you're out there. If they would have any problem with a man doing the same thing, going to a club and girls who are prettier than them, who probably could afford uh, to give the man more, more than, than they, they given, given yeah. would they have a problem with it? And all of them have a problem with it. <laughs> do as I say, but <laughs> not as I, I do. do. <laughs> and that is a real problem. It is because that and, and the podcast, act, the host, asked the young ladies if they had a son, if they would want their son to go out with somebody like them. Hmm. Silence. Silence. <laughs> Silence in the room. And that's because we are double standards. Yeah. And it's across the board. It's for men and women men too. And it's not a woman. Thing, yeah, but it is a men and women thing. Let's, let's take another call. Call us <laughs> lighting up the phone this morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning. I'm calling from Bukau. 
um, with my little experience in the service for more than 40 years, I must say that um, drinking alcohol is one of the key things for breaking up in marriage. You have your wife and you drinking from the same glass, your friend them drinking, everybody drinking. She might see somebody there that look attractive. It's natural. Even tell you as a man, it's natural drinking young ladies and you would see somebody that, and they eventually would fall, leave phone numbers and all this, and it usually start in a similar way like that. But I'm going to give you two things that happened. This man was with this man's wife. And he come and get catch. And when he come and get catch, the, the woman admit to the husband, yes, that it is so. You know, she, he called the policeman to investigate the matter. And when he called the policeman to investigate <laughs> the matter, you know, the policeman was in that same position, like that man who called. And he asked the man, boy, how you could get out of this and how you can? the man tell him, well, look, he just meet the woman in the service and all these sort of things. And that is how it went on. And the policeman self, who investigating the matter, have that same problem. So this is a thing that going around all about. My last little point is, Satish, I heard you said something that these women who make all these styles and when they do it 40, 45, in the, in, the, in the civil service, you would see that. Yeah, they are professional women. When they read 40, 45, all these styles they make, you know what has happened to them? They just have to take what they get. I have talked to many one of them. And they say, Bhadzal, you know you're right. I say, because you make too much style on men, and look what you end up with. These things does happen, and it would always happen so, because women like to make too much style. And the last point is, I find the magistrates and judges will be too lenient in the sense that when you come before the court, the woman have all the rights, and the man don't have the right. I think the provisional officer should do some more work in that field. I thank you so much for this opportunity. I tell you the judge, the family court judge, <laughs> tell the man, Play, play, we are lotto, you know. <laughs> After imposing, I find that when you look at the man's salary, you know the man can't afford it. You know? I just want to know why people. Is, let me not say that. I wouldn't say that on the air. <laughs> I really shouldn't say that on the air. But this this discussion is a discussion that I've wanted to have <laughs> for a long period of time. Yeah, not yeah. because I'm macho or this or that or I think women bad or nothing else is. It's it's bringing a, a reality perspective to what is going Read on. on. Yeah, yeah. We have a real problem, and if you don't, unless you identify a problem and talk about it, you can't fix it. Yeah, you know, it and, and I think this this discussion is is a discussion we need more of. Yes, that's correct. For sure. I totally agree. Let's see if we can squeeze in a couple quick calls before we wrap. Hello, good morning. Hey, good morning. Um, extremely good conversation, by the way. So you and your host. Um, so you and a guest, sorry. Um. I want to put a different spin to something here, though. Sure. Now, uh, now, I knew my wife from since in school, like pre- uh, not, um, high school, right? Mm. Um, and then we grew up together. Um, we got married. We have two kids. Fortunately enough for us, we both work in the oil and gas sector, which means we travel a lot. Right. Right? Now, with respect to our accounts, I don't have a separate account than my wife. Like, for instance, like, okay, like, like my salary will go into one account. Her salary will go into her account, right? But I have access to her account. She has access to my account. No, I don't have any issues with that at all. In fact, the only thing that I have separate, in fact, the only thing that we have separate is our company's credit card. Now, is that a bad thing? Now, this... This doesn't take away the fact that um, June uh, gone, um, we celebrated seven years of marriage, right? Um, now, 
whether there are issues in the home, yes, the regular run of the mill ones, but but issues to come and think about, you know, well, you know, like you're unfaithful or you're this or you're that, like, like for instance, like sometimes I would travel for months and she would come up and meet me, fight mm. you, so, again, because of the nature of our, our jobs, right? Now, now I, I kind of like don't agree too much with the separate accounts and things because probably it's the, 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 the single account working for us. Well, you see, no, as, as we said, every situation is different. So what works for you, congratulations to you, that you have found something that works, but there are people who need something else because individuals are different. Every circumstance is going to be different. Every two, every couple is different. You, man, you're one of the fortunate ones. Because okay, okay. You, you, because in, in some instances, when people have, and, mm-hmm. and they travel and so on, they get themselves into problems. What do you think, Kola, is the number one arguments, the number one argument amongst couples? I think the number one argument around couples, for me, is really um, my, my, the people who I associate with. No. Some of the people, okay. I think, because we don't have money disputes. Okay. Let me just give you an example. Like we have a mortgage, right? Um I took out the mortgage, right? But there are times when when and the only reason why I took out I took out the mortgage is only because um I was getting more. Now we could have do a joint, right? But I don't have any issues with that. In okay. fact she had no issues with it. But I didn't want it. You know, if you look at the debt service ratio, I didn't want her to get tied up in anything like that. The reason why, the reason why, mm-hmm. I, I need to interrupt because we're running out of time. The reason why mm-hmm. things are working so well for you all is you all are on the same page. Page, correct. You understand your okay. goals, your objectives, it's everything the, is the same. Is the number one argument that couples have across the world is money. Money, uh, finances. Yeah. And then f- infidelity Keep comes going. in yeah. second or third finances. or somewhere down there and family comes, mm-hmm. you meaning your in-laws along the line. But the first argument is about money. Yeah. And you know when people start to have mm-hmm. money problems and argue about money? When mm-hmm. you're spending money, you can't, you can't tell, tell the it. next person you're spending. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh at that, that's, yeah. but that's true. Yeah. That is when they start to have problems. They want my own account I, I, and my I, money I, I is my I, money. I mean, I, mean, I, I, work, I work, as I said, I work in the oil and gas. So, so a, a lot of guys talk, you know, and you would hear that, that, um, that you know, some, they just say like, for instance, like although their wife work also, you would find that um, that they actually put in money into the in, into the wife's account to, to help supplement the kids, and 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 like for instance, like I, like uh, let me give you a, let me give you a true life example. Yeah, give me real fast um, because we're not yeah, that time. Like 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 for instance, like booklets come up, and you hear in conversations with okay, well I would pay for this and you would pay for that, and I think to myself, well, how the hell, you know? As I tell you, caller, your perspective. You see your. Your perspective? No, it doesn't in your house. In your house. Because two of you all. On a level. My money is not yeah, my money. Yeah, yeah. We money is we money. money. And that's okay. the fundamental difference. Thank yeah. you so much. And it all goes to show that, as I said, some people it works for. And you some see, people I mean, have it been seems able to find it. It seems like both him, him and his wife, they are financially stable. They have good salaries and one stuff. So less, it's easy. So it's one less thing to worry about. To worry about, yeah. But yeah. when one is more, one is less, and the one that's less is spending more, and these things become problems. And you are. I often say, because I've been asked to speak, even though I like to do it, eh? you go to a wedding and <laughs> all of you feel because any media, you yeah, should get up and yeah, say yeah, something. something. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I've, I've often said that there is no one book to tell anybody what nah. to do. And everybody's circumstances are different. But I also tell them that moving from 
single to married means that there are things that you just cannot do. Do, yeah. Just gotta do it again. You, 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 because it will cause problems. problems yeah. And one of the things I go back to Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey was asked if he has female friends and he said no. <laughs> he said because those things cause problems. And I, problems. I, it I, does. I had a conversation with someone recently and they were saying, well, you know, I have a lot of men friends. Mm. And I, I said to the individual, you are no men friends. You are men trying to sleep with you. You understand? And and they go tell you there's your friend and they go yeah, keep yeah, you at that yeah. level until they see an opportunity Should to swoop in. And you go see how fast they go turn from friend to wanting more. Yeah. And those are the things that cause problems. I was having a discussion with somebody recently too and, and I was saying the same thing and they say no. I said you see same way women that say well we know women. That's how we could tell you. <laughs> we know men. Men will stay for 20 years. So I always had a discussion when a woman say, oh, she, my, this is my male best friend. I say, okay. Offer him something yeah. in the, under the right circumstance and see what will happen. But that doesn't mean, <laughs> that doesn't mean that you, you alienate yourself. No, you don't. It. We but don't because we are social do. people. We have to have contact like that. Nobody's telling you that you can't have friends at all. But Satish, so you say this discussion, we could go to Well, I'm just week. looking at the phone. <laughs> I apologize to the people. <laughs> I apologize to the people who didn't get through. Oh, but we will definitely have another because discussion yeah, like this yeah. because we need to. We do. And we definitely need to. You notice? Any women call us? No, I was shocked. Where, where are my women? My women. Professor will call it all out. They I thought you would have called me this morning. No, no sending messages. <laughs> they, they, are, they are supportive of the discussion. Discussion, yeah. You know, one, let me see if I can find one. Someone here saying that it's an interesting, okay, let me read it. Good morning. What an interesting and wonderful program. I'm a woman, but honestly speaking, some of us are very, <laughs> very stuff. I don't say all this stuff. Any woman. <laughs> Jackson say some other stuff. So that's just one of the messages. We have a couple of us, but we are out of time. Yes, Tosca yes, laughing. Yes, yeah. Tosca <laughs> continue the conversation a little later on. Uh, you yeah, uh, yeah, admit. <laughs> Mia culpa. Okay. <laughs> um, I want to thank you for being with us here this morning. Yes, thank you for the opportunity. This was the discussion that I wanted on the level that I wanted so yes, that people yes. can relate. Yeah, yeah, and you, yeah. You see how many testimonials we got Correct. this morning? Correct. And I just it, want to say proud and thanks to the guys that call in, the men that call in today. We're going to have another part of this conversation because be. I think we need to pick apart some things. Yes. You yeah. do have like, women that are interested. One woman sent a message saying that, okay, I need to read this one. Uh, good morning as a parent of young adult sons. This topic is very important. As I was taught when I was young, a young woman, what red flags to look out for. Now I tell my sons what red flags to, to look, look out, out for. It goes both, both ways. ways. Yeah. I, don't know, I guess people understand the discussion we're having. I want to thank you for being with us yes. here this morning. I just want to quickly say um, hi to my team, as my team. You know, have a blessed and safe day today. And my, my church team, GCC. See you guys soon. Have a blessed day. This is of the curtains. As I said, ladies and gentlemen, we will have another installment of this discussion sometime. I'll let you know when. <laughs> Tosca is up next. As we always say, be safe on the nation's road. You never can tell. Life you save. Maybe just that on off your own. The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5.